Hello and welcome to When Passion Meets Profit. This is a podcast dedicated to real life stories told by ordinary people. And you know what they did? They discovered their passion and then they learned they could make a very good living, a great living actually, using the talents and skills that they came into this world with. I'm Patricia Noldrain. I'm your host for this podcast. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Mystical Monthly Series. You're on the podcast, When Passion Meets Profit. I'm Patricia Noldrain, your host for the call today and every time we're on. Today, we really have a guest I'm excited to share with you. Her name is Amy Dascola, and she's going to be sharing with us the magic of automatic writing. Now, I don't know what that's about, and so I'm as anxious as you to find out from Amy what that's all about. Welcome, Amy. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Patricia. I'm so happy to be here and happy to be with your audience. Yeah, that's great. And they, they're they going to be happy to hear from you too, Amy, because you're a gifted girl and I've enjoyed talking to you. I've used Amy before. And so we'll tell you at the end how you may get in touch with her because I think you're going to want to also use her services. Amy, you know, I, I purposely don't get, give a bio out to anybody, you know, just just this formal bio. I just like you telling about you. And so could you give a description of you and what you were like as a little girl? Let's say, I don't know, first or second grade. Okay, so my early childhood was pretty magical, to be honest. I grew up all around the world. And in half of first grade, I was still in London, England. And in London, England, I grew up going to school in a manor house. And so it was almost like, it felt like, I guess, today's Harry Potter. It was so wild. And I remember being a highly sensitive child and really being able to pick up on certain energetic frequencies. It was a tough place to be. It was interesting because our lunchroom was in the basement of this manor house. And I can remember just getting like these awful feelings. I would get nervous when I would have to go eat lunch because I definitely was tuned into the energies that I was feeling within this very, very old, beautiful manor home. And so it it kind of sparked a little bit of a spiritual awakening, believe it or not, in about the first grade. It was the first time that I realized, oh, it's not just me around. There might be other things. And especially uh, we would go to a lot of different castles, a lot of we even went to Stonehenge. You know, <laughs> this was like my first grade experience. Wow. <laughs> a yeah. little bit different than most people, I must say, Amy. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I was an American, you know, in England and all over Europe. So it was it was a different experience kind of being, you know, the different one. And then when I was in second grade, we actually moved to Toronto, Ontario. And that was a whole different experience. Like I learned French. I it was such a diverse, beautiful place Toronto is. And You look at my picture from my class parties, and it's just me, all the Italian girls, Chinese girls, Africans. It was it was such a beautiful way to grow up, to learn and experience, you know, all the history and all these beautiful places and all these different cultures. 
Wow, that's a that's an amazing background. <laughs> I, mean, I was not expecting that, Amy. But but just a couple of things. First of all, why did you move so often? Was your dad in the? Sure. In- yeah, he actually worked for. If you remember the Franklin Mint, they created oh, yeah. like collectibles and coins and things like that. So. It was based out of Philadelphia, which is where my family originated. I was born in New Jersey in the Philadelphia area. And he opened the European division and the Canadian division, hence why we lived in both those places. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, you know what's so cool is the fact that you didn't have to worry about racist kinds of things because you were one of them. Everybody just kind of was the same when you were growing up. And that's awesome. You are absolutely right. And I will say it resonates with me that you said that because I remember having to get our visas in those different countries. So I very much so felt even at a young age what it would feel like to be an immigrant because I was right. Mm -hmm. So it just made me, you know, even though I'm a Caucasian Italian, I felt what an immigrant felt because in different countries, mm-hmm. even though I may look the same, this, 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 I had to stand in those lines. I had to experience that and see mm-hmm. what that experience is. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, I grew up in in a little town in Montana and uh, mm-hmm. how could I possibly ever be prejudiced? P- people would say, are, are you prejudiced? I'm like, how can I be? Pre- I've never even seen anybody that looks <laughs> different. Because, right, right. you know, when, you, when you're born and raised in a little town, no, you're not prejudiced because there's no reason to be. But with you, I mean, I, you felt it. You knew yeah. how it felt. And I, I think that's just a gift. You mentioned that you were a highly sensitive child. And I wondered if you are a highly sensitive adult. <laughs> I sure am. Just Are ask you? my husband. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> want to call. Ask my husband and daughter. They'll tell you all about my sensitivities. <laughs> well, you know, I, I heard you say that you really were picking up that energy when you were mm-hmm. little. And so tell us how, it, because I really want to understand how passion really comes into people's lives. So when did you become passionate about that energy that you felt as a little right. girl? So I was born into a very open and dynamically diverse, energetic family. I'll say that. My grandmother was very psychic. Um, My mother is, my aunts are, my cousins are. And it's even on both sides of my family. So I grew up in a little bit of a different way, I guess you could say. And, you know, was taught kind of that energies are around us, even If someone dies or maybe, you know, there's the energy of the forest, of fairies, of angels. And I also grew up Catholic. So I really, you know, tune into like uh, saints and, you know, archangels and, and things like that. So as a child, I was raised to be open to that. And it helped me When I started experiencing feeling energies when I was very young and not being told, oh, it's an imaginary friend or, oh, it's this or, oh, it's that really being Mm. told, you know, what it what it may be. And it's just energy of, you know, maybe a past loved one, an angel, et cetera, et cetera. So it helped me to feel secure in my gifts and secure in my experiences, which I think was such a blessing And it helped me to see there might be something more to this. So I started just 
consuming everything I could with books. Like at the time, I was really big on Sylvia Brown in the 90s and, you know, read all her books. And then I got into Jerry and Abraham Hicks or Esther and Jerry Hicks. And it was the channeling of Abraham Hicks, Mm -hmm. which later turned out to be the law of attraction or the secret. And Growing up, also later, we moved to Minneapolis, and Minneapolis is a very socialist, spiritual, you know, very liberal place. So my mom actually was putting on an angel conference, and I saw that at like 12 or 13. So it just kept unraveling and unraveling, and eventually... You know, I I ended up here a long, long road. I was a special education teacher for 15 years. Originally, I was going to go for acupuncture. There was just so many different things that led me to this spot. And now it's just so amazing to be teaching not students that are, you know, children, but now I'm teaching adults about their spiritual awakenings and you know, learning to dive into their intuition. And it's it's just an absolute blessing and gift, to be quite honest. Oh, that's just wonderful. Do you know how rare you are, Amy? Because people <laughs> that I talk to, especially in that mystical world, they hid from it and they, they did everything to deny it. And yeah. they didn't come back to it until sometimes when they're 50 years old and they because right. they just knew that they were different. So I love that your mother's putting on an angel conference. <laughs> I think that is so cool because that's where you come from. You know, we really have to pay attention to our our family and, yeah. and what how they're guiding us. Now, if one of the things that you mentioned uh, that you now teach spiritual awakening, do, do you mean in workshops and things like that, Amy? Yeah. So I do a lot of like separate workshops for, you know, smaller topics. I've been doing a lot on manifesting. I've done some on like meeting your spirit guides, uh, some Reiki workshops. But I have created two specific courses. They're both seven part courses. The first one is called The Awakenings. And I lead people through all the different practices that I utilize throughout my spiritual awakening. Things such as tapping, things such as meditating, shadow work, Reiki, all sorts of different. It's kind of, I explain it as like a cornucopia of spiritual topics where you get to really go in and do that inner work that hits you when you're going through a spiritual awakening. Because as you said, so many people repress so many things Mm -hmm. and put limiting beliefs around who they are or how they should be. So I really help people to go through, and I've had clients who's therapists and even said this is a very cognitive behavioral approach to things. And also incorporating guided meditations, having people learn these spiritual practices that they can keep with them. And then my second course that I actually just launched right now is called The Awakenings to Your Intuition. And it's leading people through the science that goes into your intuition, the brain work that is behind your intuitive heart and going through creating, you know, partner exercises, individual exercises to people that are either ready to just go a little bit deeper into their intuition, want to learn about it, or even receive a certification for an intuitive advisor from me. That's great. Good for you. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Love the direction that you're taking with this also, you know, to spread the word. 
Now, and we'll come back to that because I do want people to know exactly where to go to get those courses. But I was wondering, was it hard for you? Because I think this is the biggest challenge that I have seen anyway with people that are truly gifted with, and especially in the mystical world. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I shouldn't be saying that word all the time, but but that's the word no. I'm using today. But the yeah, challenge, I'm with you. I'm with you know, the, the challenge for them is not really understanding how to charge because it's such a gift and it's so intuitive and it's so to the core of who they are that they struggle with that. And I wondered if you did. Yes, I did. At first, especially coming from the diverse family background that I had, it was not received well from my family. When I said I'm going to, which is so funny because you would think they would be like, oh, yeah, Yeah. of course do this, right? They said, you know, my grandmother on my mom's side was very specific. You should never charge for this gift. Oh, wow. And so I got a little pushback from my family, but I said, well, would you not pay to get a massage? Would you not pay to, you know, get your nails done? Would you not pay for a therapy session? Because what I'm giving people is, you know, I've had people say, One session with me is like years of therapy condensed. So I also, as I started giving readings, my energy was so drained Mm -hmm. because it is so wearing on a medium to tune into that energy until you kind of get into the rhythm of things. I had a dear friend. I was just talking to her about this, too. Her name is Debbie Squizero. She's another medium. And she said to me, because I remember when it first started, I was so tired all the time. I said, Deb, what can I do? She said, listen, it's kind of like building up a callus. You have to build stamina just like you would with any other activity. So since I realized how much energy it was taking, I had to put value on Mm -hmm. my time, on my energy, because I believe the greatest currency is energy and time, right? So it took me, you know, a little while at first I was undercharging, of course. Mm-hmm. And then I finally got to a happy medium where I felt properly reciprocated for my fee. And that's when I knew, okay, I feel good about this. This is the sweet spot. And then I also, of course, looked, you know, what are other people charging was my same experience. And I think I'm probably still a little less. And the former teacher in me always gives teacher discounts and healthcare worker discounts because <laughs> I of can't course. help myself. <laughs> but you know, it, your grandmother is is proof of what I'm talking about. It, it's yeah. it's almost like it's uh, I don't know some kind of a a wonderful thing that you've done to not charge. And you're absolutely right. Until you felt that exchange of value, it was yeah, yeah that would be difficult especially when you have a grandmother saying the same thing to you. I'm really enjoying this episode, but you know what? I wanted to take a moment to talk to you, especially to you if you're ready to take this one precious life that we've all been given, but you're ready to take it seriously. If that's you, then pay attention. You know, I'm, I owned an executive recruiting firm in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh my gosh, for years. And I interviewed hundreds, maybe even thousands of people during that time. And I was asked the same two questions over and over. One, what should I be when I grow up, Patricia? And then they'd just look at me and say, I know I'm older now, but I'm so nervous now. It was so sad to me. And then the next question, Patricia, 
I need to find a niche. I need to specialize. Do you think you could help me? And the answer is, yes, I can help. Because it's very sad to me that our school system can never help us with this very important piece of our life. That's called our career. They have to do other things. But I knew that I could help. So I started doing workshops and books and counseling. And guess what? I discovered that people didn't want to do it the way I thought it should be done. Here's what they wanted. They wanted four things as I started working with them. They wanted to do it on their own terms, on their own time, when they wanted to do it. I call that SPL, where you learn it at your own pace, self-paced learning. Number two, they really wanted a community of like-minded people, people that have been where they are, challenged with what they have, and then also got a result. Well, guess what? I started a Facebook group, and it's free, called When Passion Meets Profit. Number three, they were ready to invest, but you know what? They said, nope, only to a certain point. I will not invest in myself if it's not affordable. Okay, check. Number four, they wanted to see a difference. At the end of a program, they wanted to see a difference, a result. Check. Guess what? I met all four of those requirements. I created a program called Your Gift is Your Niche. It's downloadable so you can do it at your own pace. So go to Your Gift is Your Niche, N-I-C-H-E dot com. And I want you to read about that and see if it resonates with you. And, and really move fast on this because this is your life. Remember, this one precious life that you're given. And I, for just a short time, I decided maybe, and maybe I'll continue it forever. I really see that it's helpful. I want to create office hours. Once a week, I want to come on live with each one of you. You can ask as many questions as you want. You can literally come on and say, this worked for me. Who knows what you'll say? We all need the tools and techniques. We need to be asked the right questions. And that's what this course is about. So if you're really ready to start maybe a full-time business of your own, I don't know. Maybe you're ready to start a side business alongside your career, but you do know that you're ready to find your passion and you're ready to make a profit with it. Then your gift is your niche is your answer. Let's get back to the podcast. Well, I know our title today is The Magic of Writing and Automatic Writing. And I know you did that with me, Amy, but mm -hmm. would you explain to people what, what you do with that writing? Absolutely. So it's very interesting because I didn't really realize this is a gift that I've had with me my whole life. And I can even remember writing. I used to write like when I was like little, little, like first or second grade, I would write as a different persona, which is kind of wild. And her name was like Donna. I mean, it was very deep. I gave uh -huh. Donna's whole story. I, <laughs> She had a family, honey. She had it all. And I would literally sit and just write and write and write this like persona, this character, this, this. Uh -huh. And then later I started just noticing, and I found these since then, all through probably up until in my 20s, I would just start writing and just write random things. And I always assumed it as poetry. But now that I've gone back and looked at it after being in my current profession where I use automatic writing for my you know, craft of working, I realize I've been channeling information since I was a child. So what that is, is automatic writing is kind of like 
a direct link to your consciousness. So when you take that pen to paper, pencil to paper, and I feel it's very important to have, you know, the tactile of a pen or pencil to a paper. And when you just allow yourself and give yourself permission to just freely write, the things that come out are sometimes bewildering, sometimes bizarre, sometimes, you know, just without judgment, we see things so differently. So I've always done that and I've always just really connected to that. And it's almost been like a meditation. So when I'm writing, it feels like a meditation. So then later, honestly, I don't know how it even started, but it just did. I was giving like practice readings to friends. And I think maybe I even asked, like, I've always somehow had all these medium friends and and I've just been surrounded my whole mm-hmm. life. And I saw that they kind of prepared 20 minutes beforehand. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try that instead of just at the time I was just doing cards or just seeing whatever kind of came through to friends. So I did it and it was wild (laughs) what came Mm -hmm. through. And so now what I do is for a soul reading, I sit 20 minutes before I meet with the client. And most of the time I've never met them. Then I, you know, Zoom call them in the 20 minutes. But for the 20 minutes before, I just set the intention to have any clear and direct messages that need to be heard for the sitter or the client. And then I just write. And whatever comes to me, I don't, you know, correct grammar. I don't ask for anything. I just write. Wow. And that's what comes through. And those are my reading, my soul readings. Now, now, Amy, I guess that's something you can't teach. Or am I wrong? Can you teach automatic writing? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. you can't. Okay. Yeah. Like by just telling a person, sit there, be quiet, and then mm-hmm. just allow your pen to flow. I'm going to try that today. But, but sometimes, does the pen not flow? So absolutely, of course. Okay. It's just like, you know, any writer's block where you get, you know, as the Italians would say, like agita, like you're like, oh, I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. Oh, God, what am I? This isn't good enough. I have to put a period. Bah, bah, bah. But so that's why you work on it as like a meditation. So it's almost okay. like when those thoughts come up, you almost want to put I like to do this, put like a bubble around it and then just give it permission. I acknowledge you and then you float away. And so it doesn't make you, you know, dive into it to think about it, et cetera, et cetera. But I am definitely my next probably course on uh, the awakenings is most likely going to be on automatic writing and channeled writing and receiving those messages and experiences, because this is absolutely accessible to every single person. Our consciousness is consciousness. It's not something that's just afforded to me as a medium. I've just fine-tuned my skill because as I said, I've been very open with it since I've been like four or five years old. So it's like learning to, you know, ride a bike. You have to learn how to do it. But like, if you don't practice or you put it away, you're going to forget, you know, Mm -hmm. but you'll pick Mm -hmm. it up. Yeah. You know, you just said something, and I'd like you to repeat it. You said our consciousness is, what did you say? So our consciousness is accessible to all of us. We all have that space within us that we can access. And when we get into a meditative state, the consciousness just flows because it is our conscious mind that stops us and we're perceiving 
you know, all the ideals, all the limiting beliefs, all the things we're supposed to be thinking. And that's why we get, you know, as I say, you have to put something in a bubble to release it. Mm -hmm. So if we allow things just to come into our brain as what it is, not what we think it is, what we're judging, what we're perceiving, what we're this, we allow then just a stream of consciousness to flow in. And that's when we can access our intuitive mind. And once we access our intuitive mind, everything else just kind of flows without judgment, without worry, et cetera. So it really is just finding ways to tap into that stream of consciousness that's within all of us. Yeah. Well, I like it because it's tangible. I think that's that's yeah. the reason I'm really drawn to it. And I'm a writer. I love to write right. all the time. I, some Me other too. people cannot stand that. They have to be on a computer. But I don't think that would work for them. Or, or does it for people? It does. I mean, for me, I can, like, I'll do, oftentimes I do a lot of channeled messages for, you know, courses or groups or whatever. And I am, but I think, again, I've had so much practice at doing it. Now it's automatic. Like, I just yeah. can turn, you know, flip it on yeah. and off, so to speak. That's just, that's just awesome. Now, one of the things that I love to hear people tell, Amy, is advice to their that little child that you talked about earlier, mm. she's she's moving all around. She's very highly sensitive. She's starting to feel energy. What advice would you give her today? The advice I would give my inner child, especially moving around so much, is just, you know, you are seen, you are heard, you are valued and you are worthy. And what you are experiencing is a gift. It is not a curse. It is a blessing. And the more you tap into it and the more you experience it, you're going to see, you know, the beauty that's within you and that this beauty will transcend and echo to everyone you meet. And I think that's oh, what... Wow. <laughs> that's what's wow. been such, that's been such a gift is to you know carry this with me throughout life and I've never not recognized that I think but of course as a child it was you know a little more difficult especially as like an adolescent not even a child oh yeah yeah well you know I love what you said because that is what I hear all the time it's more of a curse than it is a blessing it's more mm -hmm. of a a, a, just a downplay kind of thing rather than really share it and, you know, make sure that you play it up as much as you possibly can because it's a gift. Exactly. Oh, and it Amy, helps so many brilliant. people. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. But yeah, my biggest thing, though, is normalizing spirituality because I just want people mm -hmm. to see, you know, I'm a totally normal human. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm doing all the things, you know, but I'm also tapped into my intuition and it's mm -hmm. such a beautiful place to be in and everyone can be there. It's just accessing different parts of your consciousness. Well, I don't know if you wrote down the advice that you would give your younger self, but all I can tell you, it was the most beautiful advice I've ever heard. I couldn't <laughs> take it down fast enough, so I'll have to listen to this again and and get it because it was just beautifully said, Amy. You're just, as I said, you're just a brilliant girl. Aww. And before I give you the golden nuggets that I just took out of this conversation, Amy, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Yes, you can find me at amydascola.com. You can also find me on Instagram at amydascolamedium. 
and also on Facebook, Amy Dascola Medium. Yeah, so you, go ahead and spell your last name. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. D is in David, A, S is in Sam, C-O-L-A, Dascola. Uh, I love the name Dascola. I do too. It, it has means, something. In, in Italian, it's the house of school. And I was, oh. you know, a teacher, so it's so perfect. <laughs> so perfect. So here are the golden nuggets I got from our conversation. And sometimes I write so fast that I can't read it. <laughs> I get to this part, but I had eight of them today. So number oh, one, yeah. your childhood tells who you are at your core. And mm-hmm. I, I noticed that about you when you were talking about your childhood, because that is, that's truly who you are. Number two, look at your family, even ancestors, for guidance. Because I think, I think sometimes that gets lost. Number three, and this is one of my favorite, Amy, uh, is aim to be very secure in your gifts or with mm-hmm. your gifts. And, and the thing is, that's so rare. I can't even tell you in all the interviews. I've hundreds and hundreds of interviews. Very few people are secure with their gift. And they don't even think it is a gift, actually. Mm, and number four, value your time because that's really all we have. Number five, love this, find your sweet spot, especially when you're charging. Because even though you said, Amy, you might be lower than others right now, it's your sweet spot right now. And that's, that's fine. Just keep it there until you're ready to go to the next level also. Number six, automatic writing is the link to your consciousness. Love yes. that. Yes. Number seven, allow a stream of consciousness to flow. And that's what I'm going to do when we get off. I am going to see if my pen will flow and, and connect with my that. conscious and just allow it, you know. And number eight, love this, your advice. You are seen, you are heard, you are valued, and you are worthy. Mm. People should say that to themselves every single solitary day of their life because everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be heard and valued and be worthy. But so few people are. And so your mission in life, Amy, is to go out there and help all these people. And I'm so glad you're doing it with courses. So when you said amydascola.com, mm-hmm. is that where I go to get your course? Absolutely. Okay. So my courses right now, I am not doing any on demand. So they are just live uh, seven session courses. They will I am going to start packaging them more as on demand so you can access them both ways. But mm-hmm. right now in the spring, I have the awakenings to your intuition. Then in the fall, in um, September, I will be doing my third round of the awakenings, which is a guide to your spiritual awakening, where we even create affirmations kind of like you were saying and do mirror work and do mm-hmm. all these beautiful spiritual practices that have really helped to shape and transform my life and to get me to that sweet spot where I am of feeling just empowered in my gift and empowered in who I am unapologetically. So I, I really hope to you know help people in that capacity. I also offer one-on-one spiritual and life coach sessions, as well as I do uh, soul readings and Akashic Records readings, both which help you to kind of clear and access parts of you that may be blocked or even just figure out next steps or where your energy's at right now. 
That's wonderful. Well, your gift is very apparent. And I know people on listening to this right now, they're looking you up as we're still talking because that's <laughs> that's the kind of influence you have over people, Amy. And so go out and, and help all the people you're supposed to. And, and until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noel Drain, When Passion Meets Profit. Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure and gift. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for your time. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for rating and reviewing. It really helps us. And it helps us to know that you're there listening to it, that it's helpful to you. If you want more, you want to go beyond this podcast, guess what? We have a Facebook community just waiting for you to join. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.